ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey, offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Perils Advisory. We often hear the word trust included in the checklist of items needed to build relationships. But it's a bit more fundamental than that. In fact, it's foundational. It can be hard to get our hands around it because it just doesn't seem to be that easy to measure. And while it often takes a long time to build up trust, it can be lost in an instant. We'll be examining just how critical trust is to everything with our guest today. Kencher is an executive coach and career consultant with 30 years experience leading and guiding individuals and managerial teams at notable companies such as Johnson & Johnson and Bristol-Myers Squibb. As the president of Sure Coaching, he is dedicated to improving individual and team performance by focusing on his trust success model, which is transformational when applied to leadership and career management. Ken, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Ryan. I'm very excited to be here. So to begin with, you know, why do you feel trust is truly foundational and what does it mean to you to build on it within a business environment? Uh, well, actually, Ryan, I think that um, trust is the foundation of all success because it really does impact all relationships, which impacts all aspects of business. And my trust success model, like all uh, great models, is an acronym. It stands for transparency, results, understanding, simplify, and team. And if you think about each aspect of that, whether you're talking about a, a business or you're talking about an individual and their career development, each aspect is critical. So the transparency part, let's focus on the business aspect of it. Transparency, it's about not having any hidden agendas. It's putting everything on the table, not holding back so that everybody has all the information they need to make the right uh, decisions moving forward. Um, the results. Results are about not just the end result, the bottom line, but how you get there, making sure you do it well so that people are growing, learning, developing along the way. It's about understanding, understanding the marketplace, understanding what your people are going through. I mean, look what we're all going through today with the pandemic. Everybody's impacted differently, but you really need to understand that in order to be able to uh, motivate, encourage, or maybe just pick up someone who's, who's not on their game that day. Simplify is about the world's just really complicated. Let's focus on the issues, what's most important. And then team, nobody can do it alone. And especially if you're a leader, you need to recognize that the team is gonna be the core of your success. And it's all about the team. When the team does well, you celebrate their success. When things don't go well as a leader, you've gotta take it on yourself. But um, ultimately each aspect, I believe, of the trust success model helps any team or individual uh, excel in their careers or their business. So I think 
you know, if I want to dive a little deeper into those five items, is there anything in particular where you see more individuals perhaps struggle to understand or grasp it versus maybe the other four? Um, and, you know, as a result, you know, they're not able to bring sort of all five legs to the table. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I really think transparency is the one that people struggle with the most. Um, I think that, that you see that struggle in a number of areas. One, maybe holding back information either because um, they don't want people to hear bad news or they feel like they're protecting people. Or maybe they hold back information because they think it's too sensitive. We don't want everybody, you know, we don't want people to know this information, but that prevents people from making good decisions and, and um, really impacting the business. Uh, transparency um, also, I think, impacts things negatively because it actually often will turn into micromanagement. So there's a lack of trust overall when people aren't willing to open up and be maybe a little vulnerable. They're not um, showing all the information, showing all their cards, and instead they micromanage to have that person do what they want them to do without telling them why or what the issue is. And that then stunts the development of that person and also prevents them from doing the best job because they just don't have all the information. No, that's great. And I think, you know, then if we look up a level to someone looking to build trust as a leader or as someone in a position needing to do that, like, what do I need to display? What do I need to show folks in order to kind of begin that process? Well, I think it's, I think it's a, it comes down to, as a leader, you hire somebody to do a job and you hire them because you've, you've done your research, you've seen their background, you've interviewed them, you've recruited different people and found that this person's the best person for the job. I think the way you build trust is then by letting them do the job, by giving them all the information they need to do their job, not by totally ignoring them and not being there at all, but by overseeing it, by offering coaching, by giving advice, by giving encouragement, um, by forgiving their mistakes, um, which allows them then to push a little harder because they know, wow, I have the support of my leader. If I make a mistake, they know my heart was in the right place, they know my thought process, and they're gonna help me be better the next time. So I think um, building trust is a matter of letting people do their jobs, um, celebrating their successes with them and working with them when things don't go so well to help them do better the next time. That's where trust starts. No, I think that's a great point. In, in many ways, as you said, it's almost like leading by example. It's leading with trust first um, mm -hmm. and showing that trust sort of on the onset. And then in essence, because of that, others now trust in the process and they themselves can kind of, um, you know, make it an additive process. Yeah, and, and you know, Ryan, too, there's a legal aspect to that also. I, some of my clients, um, they'll be telling me about one of their direct reports. You know, I, I just don't trust them. I don't, you know, they're supposed, this is supposed to be their job, but I either will do it myself or give it to someone else. And the legal problem with that is if, in fact, that leads to maybe potential separation from the company, that person could say, well, how do you know I can't do it? You never even gave me a chance to do it. You just assumed I couldn't. And that's, again, not a great way to lead. You, if someone is not up to the job, you at least need to give them a chance to do it. And then you need to coach them to try to help them do it. And then if it comes a point where there's separation, I think that needs to be done with respect and dignity and 
And that too leads to trust, not only with that person, but the people who are remaining with the company as well. So as someone who might be looking, let's say, on the situation from the outside, or even if we just you know, put ourselves in this situation, and we think sometimes while we might see symptoms, we don't understand the cause, how then do we perhaps see a situation where things are going well and because of trust being there, it's, it's working well? And then conversely, you know, what might the world look like if it's not there and what's happening? So, you know, almost some of those indicators that, you know, even if we don't know it's a direct correlation, we might say, oops, maybe I've got a trust issue because um, A, B, and C are happening. Yeah, well, I think that, I think to the, the number one way that a lack of trust man manifests itself in an organization is through micromanagement. If a leader is constantly in people's business to the, to the level of detail that a leader should not be, uh, to me, that says, I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're going to get the job done well. I don't trust that you're going to do it the way I want it done. And I need to make sure that I'm, I'm in it the whole way. To me, micromanagement is a clear sign of a lack of trust. Um, the flip side of that, though, is, and, and Ryan, I'm sure you've been on these kind of teams, too, those teams where just every day is, it's almost fun. It is fun. You get to work. Everybody's excited. Everybody's on the same page. There's a, a level of competition, but there's also more of a camaraderie that we want everybody to su succeed. We want to do well as a team. You know, physically, I could picture being um, business planning uh, back in my days at Johnson & Johnson. And usually the last week or two of the process, there would be times we'd be there till 11, 12 o'clock at night we'd order in pizza. And it was almost like, um, I don't know if it was like a Stockholm syndrome thing or something, but we were all in it together. Everybody was sacrificing, everybody was dedicated. And, um, and I knew that each person on the team was doing their job just as they knew I was doing my job. And that when there was an issue or a challenge that we could reach out to each other for help. And it was just, and the, and the leader of our group, he didn't have to tell us what to do or when to do it. We were all in it together. And it, 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 you almost, if you looked in that room, might not even know, have known who was the actual senior director of that group because we were all in it together. So I think you've touched on something really interesting there, which is, you know, the groups that have that trust and are really sort of, in essence, working at another level. So what doors does that open? What opportunities come up? What can you harness that perhaps isn't there if trust isn't in the room? Well, I, I think a lot of it is about innovation and um, initiative and creativity because people know they can put things out there in a safe way because we're all in this together. They're not going to be ridiculed. They're not going to be judged. It's we know where we're all coming from. We know that we're all here to help each other. and and to ultimately do the best as a team. And I think when you have that, it opens the doors to new ideas and it opens the doors to an innovation. And it, it tells people, yeah, take it and run. Don't wait to be told something. We trust you, we believe in you, take initiative and get it done. As we begin to kind of wrap up here, um, I think there's some real, um, questions on my mind around, this seems like such a broad topic. Um, how, how do I even 
begin to move forward? What should I keep in mind? What advice do I have? I mean, you've already given me five letters. I've got to look at all five of those. <laughs> um, how do I even begin to put myself around this? Because, I mean, we're in times where we're further removed from each other. Um, I may not even see my folks all the time. You name it. Where do, where do I begin? What do I do? What advice do you have for me? Well, I think, um, I think, Ryan, it all comes down to communication. And I think that part of great communication, I think there should be a general communication to the larger group, whatever that is. That might be a whole company. It might be a division. It might be a, a small team of people. Just a overall communication so everybody knows what's, what direction are we rowing in? What are we doing and where are we trying to get to? I think the second part of communication that I, is critical is regu regularly scheduled one-on-one -on -one meetings. The key term there is regularly scheduled, even though it's hard for me to actually say those words. And I believe that at least weekly, if not every other week at the biggest distance, having a one-on-one -on -one check-in where it's not even so much about how you're doing with job A, how you're doing with job B, it's more how are you doing? What's holding you back from getting your work done? What's working for you? What can I do as a leader to help you be more successful? And I think when a leader and, and all those, the trust success model, the transparency results, understanding, simplifying team, all of them come into play in those conversations. And by, by checking in like that, by really being open to um, questions or challenges or issues, um, I think that shows a, a level of trust. And, and by, as a leader, being vulnerable and maybe even saying, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what to do with that. Maybe we'll put it out to the bigger team or I'll look into it. I think communication and vulnerability from a leader are key to building trust. You know, Ken, I think that's a great way to tie everything together because, you know, in the end, really, as, as leaders or anybody trying to make change happen or just, you know, push the proverbial needle forward, you know, it's our job to empower others. Um, and we all know, to your point, you know, the last T team, we're all in teams. Well, none of us are sitting on this by ourselves doing it, which means how do we enable and move the group forward so they can accomplish more? And as a group, we all know they're going to out accomplish any single individual anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining today. It was so great having you on. And I think you've given so much for people to think about, um, you know, as they kind of come to a close here on the podcast. Well, thank you, Ryan. This has been great. And you, um, you promised that it'd be uh, direct and to the point and we wouldn't be messing around. And I, I feel like we did just that. We got the, uh, to the essence of the conversation. And um, to your point, hopefully some good information that people can use right away. Well, I think we're, we're guaranteed there's some great information for people. And um, I'm not, heck, I've learned a few things and I've been able to take them away. So thank you for that. I trust you is one of the more powerful three-word sayings in the English language. It often bypasses the need to explain or provide a lot of detail. In fact, if we think about the potential words that often finish statements starting with, I trust you with my, there's little doubt just how fundamental it is. Thank you for listening today. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Ryan Walter, and remember that solving your biggest business problems begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parallels Advisory, our focus is your business's future. 
Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps, unlock your potential, and move you forward making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation, and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. Don't forget to share the show with others who want more for their businesses. Got a question, feedback on the program, or interested in being a guest? Simply go to perils.co forward slash a2a-podcast and send us a message. That's P-A-R-R. E-L-S dot C-O forward slash A, the number two, A dash podcast. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at parallels.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.